Welcome back to a brand new episode of She Talks Life Podcast, and this is your host, Tavon Ray. You can find me here every Mondays and Fridays with brand new episodes. Please don't forget, if you're enjoying listening to the podcast, leave a raving review, like the podcast, and subscribe. This helps the podcast to gain recognition and help push the content to a wider audience. Once again, thank you for listening. Now let's get into this week's episode. Good morning. Welcome back to Pop Culture Segment. Um, Today on the Pop Culture Segment, we're talking about Kylie Jenner. She announced that she had her baby on February 2nd, 2022. I do believe that Stormy was born six years ago. Well, no, not six because she's not six. What am I talking about? Stormy was born on February 1st and she just had her fourth birthday so it looks like Kylie's babies are being born in February. What, what, you know, it also looks like she had a boy because she put a blue heart next to the date and showed the baby's hand. So congratulations to Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott on uh, welcoming a new baby to their addition and to their family. Now let's move on to Jasmine Sullivan. Um, you guys know Jasmine Sullivan. She is a um, pop artist, R&B artist. Um, She just announced that she is going to be doing a deluxe edition of her last year's album, Whole Tales, and it is coming out in one day. So make sure you guys go check that out. I do love Jasmine Sullivan. That album was really great. She had some great um, guest uh, appearances on the album. So make sure you guys go check out the deluxe um, edition because apparently it's going to be a track list like she shared the track list of it and um she's bringing you some new stuff so hopefully we get to you know get the true true juices of jasmine sullivan now to move on to the color purple they are remaking the color purple um the color purple will be airing on the big screen in 2023 and they have just announced the cast we are um, the cast is a great lineup they got fantasia barino taraji p henson danielle brooks from the um, orange is the new black we got her um we also have um hailey bailey or hallie bailey from the um hallie and chloe bailey sisters she's going to be playing natty which is Celie's sister um, they're also Coleman Domingo and Grammy Award winning artist. Her is going to be on there. Um, and Corey Hawkins. So that is the cast of the Color Purple, the remake of the Color Purple. Oprah um, is taking that on. You know how Oprah is a big influence in the Color Purple. And so she, they're bringing it to the big screen again. And it's going to be a musical. I cannot wait to see that. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm sure they're going to be talking a lot about it and we're going to be seeing and hearing so much more about it. So I think that's really great that, you know, we're getting that um, remake. Um, And I can't wait to see what other things they have on the horizon as they promote the new color purple. That is all I have for um, today's pop culture moment. Um, Don't forget to... (coughs) yeah don't forget to stay up to date also don't forget to um like 
subscribe to the podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, because you know that's where we are. We are hosted on both platforms. And this helps drive the um, podcast to a wider audience. Now, let's jump into today's topic. Uh, Let's go pay some bills, and I will be right back. Let's talk about Black Toxic Mothers today. Today's um, episode 23. Welcome back. You know, you guys, we paid some bills. And um, yeah, we're back. Let's talk about Black Toxic Mothers or Toxic Black Mothers in general. Now, what is a Toxic Black Mother? Or what is a Toxic Mother? Um, I'm a black woman. I'm a uh, mom. Um, I was raised by... A Caribbean household um, and some looking in on the outside would consider um, this situation toxic um, because of the way we speak because of our ideologies our languages the way we our vernacular comes across when we talk to each other as mother-child relationships bond and grow so um, what are some traits of a toxic mother Um, Toxic moms could be very critical of their children. They talk about their appearance. You're ugly, you're too fat, you're too small, you're too thin. Um, You know, there are things where they come across where they're like, oh, don't don't eat that, that's unhealthy. Don't don't wear that, you, that makes you look fat. Don't, um, you know, don't do your hair like that. That makes you look ghetto or that makes you look unattractive or, um, you know, instead of being more, um, one of the things though that I really, let me stop here. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about with that toxic mothers or toxic mothers in general is that instead of teaching our young girls to become women, especially with hygiene, body positivity, um, you know, their sexuality, their sexual identity, and understanding who they are as as young women and helping them become better young women and looking at themselves um, because they, as a mother, you're supposed to teach your daughter how to be a woman. Um, most of the time, a lot of girls are being taught to be women by the men that they become in relationships with or form some kind of bond with and um, understanding and dealing with toxic parents it's it's a really hard pill to swallow but it's something we got to talk about because in the black community toxicity with mothers and daughters are very high when it comes to boy children it's different black mothers love their black sons they um they don't speak negative to their black sons. They, you know, they worship their black sons. But when it comes to a daughter, that relationship is very aggressive. And it it almost comes off as if the mother is jealous of the child. Um, and then we also have to jump into the fact that our black mothers may have had trauma prior to becoming mothers and didn't know how to deal with it and so because they didn't know how to deal with that part of their lives they decided to put that on their daughters and and hold their daughters accountable for those things when in actuality as a parent you need to grow and you need to teach your children um about 
toxicity and so forth. I'm sorry, guys. Um, what is a toxic parent? To be clear, toxic parent isn't a medical term or a clearly defined concept. When people discuss toxic parents, they're typically describing parents who consistently behave in ways that cause guilt, fear, or obligation in their children. Now, let's break that down because I see that a lot. Um, as a parent, and even with me and my sisters, we talk and we are like, you know, you feel guilty because that's your mother, so you feel like you're responsible for taking care of her, making her comfortable as she get older, as we start to define her aging, you know, we, we, we're quick to say, who is she going to live with? That's the first thing we discuss is like, when my mother gets old, who's she living with? <coughs> A part of me is like, I don't have that patience for her, you know? That's how we go about it. Every parent... Every woman discusses that with their friends or their siblings about their aging parents. Trust me, we do. Fear. The fear um, when we have toxic parents is we're afraid to talk to them like we are adults. We are afraid to bring them into our personal life because we don't want to be judged or we're afraid how they would take it because um, most of the time toxic parents tend to feel like you're attacking them. And, um, you know, other times it's not really that about being attacking. It's basically being that I'm realizing who the woman I am and I'm becoming and I want to have a better relationship with you as my mother. But if you're going to constantly ridicule my decisions or ridicule anything that I've done, then that relationship, that bond that mother and daughter should have, I find that we tend to break away from each other. Like, I don't want to be in your presence. I don't want to talk to you on the telephone. I don't want to have that relationship. Now, most women assume that every mother-child relationship, every mother-daughter relationship should be one like best friends. But if you have never brought that from the beginning of becoming a parent and you're a toxic, you're talking about their weight, you're talking about the mistakes that they made, you're talking about, you know, all the things that they could, they could possibly do, like, one thing a toxic mother is going to say is like, I wanted you to be this. I wanted you to be that. But it's not about what you want. It's about what you have taught me to stand up for what I want. That's what it should be about. But most of the time, that's not what we're hearing. All we're hearing is, oh, well, I didn't want that for you. So let me tell my story. When I got pregnant with my son, I was 20 going on 21, but I looked like I was 16 years old. And I remember one day my neighbor saw me and, you know, a lot of people didn't know how old I was, but she saw me pregnant and she stopped my mom on the street and she told my mom, oh my God, I'm so sorry that, you know, we raised these children the way we raised them. And then they go out there and they get pregnant at these young ages and all this stuff. And when I tell you, I look like I was a teenager because I was really, really small and really, really skinny. And I did not look like I was in my twenties. <laughs> so she thought I was very young, like a teenage pregnancy. And she told my mom, like, hey, I'm so sorry that, you know, that's embarrassing, blah, blah. And my mom was kind of confused. She's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, you know, I saw your, your youngest daughter pregnant and, you know, being a teenager. And my mom was like, she's 20. And she's like, what? 
She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't know that she was so more older than she is. You know, she looks very young, whatever. So my experience with my toxic mother was during the time of having my son becoming pregnant at 20. I was, quote, unquote, the one to go off and live this big, lavish um you know, career where I go to college, which I did go to college, you know, but it was more on my mother's timeline, go off to college, grow up, become this big writer, do this big thing and not have children or have children young or whatever. But yeah, I had my kid at 20. But at the time, the relationship that I built with my mother when I was becoming a mother was very toxic because I didn't get a baby shower. She was embarrassed. She didn't really want to tell anyone that I was pregnant because it came off like, oh, my God, it's a hit to her. And that's what happens with toxic parents. They assume that it's you, like that it's about them versus them trying to be better parents to you. So I had to relive that process of, you know, um, I didn't get a baby shower. I didn't get to experience motherhood the way I thought I was going to get to experience motherhood. Like, you know, I christened my son and my mom wasn't there. Um, it felt very like aggressive and it also felt like the biggest trauma that I could go through as becoming a mother for the very first time. So my relationship with my mother's the traumatic part of it started as a young age because, you know, my mom is from the West Indies. I'm, I was born and raised in the West Indies and then we moved to, we migrated to um, America. But before that, my mom was gone for about five years because she came here to make a better life for herself and her children. And then she brought her children here. But by the time my mom brought us here, we were already teenagers and we were already in the process of, finding out who we are as adults, you know, like little adults, like teenagers. So the relationship wasn't really like parent and child. It was more so like, she our mama, we here, do what you got to do. Don't get pregnant, go to school, do whatever. It was very lenient. There wasn't no like discipline or anything like that. You know, she spoke, but she didn't really, she didn't parent as if, if, if I'm being honest, she didn't really parent. But as I grew older and started to learn about being a parent to my son and allowing myself to grow, I one thing I said, I didn't want to be like my mother. I didn't want to parent my son like my mother parented us. And so I made this conscious decision to parent him in a positive light. Um, there were times where, you know, I struggled through that process. I struggled through that toxicity and I realized that I was being toxic to him and I was like oh no I gotta pull back because that's not who I want to be with him I want him to understand that we have to have a relationship and we have to build a bond so that you know that I'm here for you mama is here and she's gonna be here to support you and guide you and give you you know like tips on navigating this lifestyle this life like what we are where we're living and so, you know, that's what I wanted to do. That's the separation. However, I was still dealing with my trauma from my toxic parent um, because I didn't feel, I'm one of those people where it took me a long time to realize that seeking validation from my mother had to stop. 
when I stopped doing that, I started to take ownership of my life because everything that I did up until that point, I wanted her validation because I was seeking that parent. Now, I had to learn that in therapy. You know, we are not... Um, against therapy on this podcast we talk about seeking therapy and seeking out help for your traumas and so I did that when I was in, in therapy and I started talking about my relationship with my mother I understood what it was because my therapist brought up something to me that a lot of us don't really think about she had her own traumas to deal with and she didn't know how to navigate them and so now that she's a parent to you she wasn't she just bringing it all from her own parenting, from the, her mom to you, and that's how toxic traits trickle down. Because even everyone in my family talks about it, whether it's your mother, your sister, your aunt, they all talk about, oh, why are you getting so much weight? Look at you. Why you look like that? Oh, your clothes don't this or you that. You know, like you hear it throughout your household. But when it comes from the person who is your mother, it kind of breaks you down in a different light but we also have to realize that parents are human beings and they make mistakes they do um you know a lot of times you'll find toxic parents um they're they're more like i said they're more concerned with their own needs and whether that's um you know by doing harmful or damaging things to you mentally that's just who they are their focus is to make sure that their needs are met versus yours. So if they feel like, oh yeah, you should be skinny, they're gonna talk about your weight. They're gonna be like, oh, even to this day at 43 years old, my mother still talks about my weight. Like, you know, you know, when I was diagnosed with diabetes, I was born with it, but coming from a background where I didn't eat uh, processed food, my diabetes was under control until I moved to America and it just spiraled out of control. But to have a conversation with my mother about my medical history and health, you know, I would say, oh yeah, I went to the doctor, you know, my A1C levels were too high, they put me on this medication and we're discussing it and then she's, you know, she'll say, oh, okay, but then she'll turn around and say, well, yeah, you know, you need to lose weight because you're starting to look a little fatter than usual. And I just, you know, you got to make sure you... T That's not what I wanted to hear from you. That is not the reason why I talked to you about my medical stuff. I didn't need you to come back and put trauma again on me and trigger me by saying, oh, well, you're gaining weight. I don't need that from you. I, that's not what I need. And that's the things that we see in toxic households, especially black households. Um, what are some of the characteristics of a toxic parent and self-centered behaviors? Your parent may be emotionally unavailable, narcissistic. They could be very uncaring when it comes to things that you need, which is true. Um, and you know, sometimes it leaves a situation where it returns to questions like, what about them? Like how they feel. Um, I remember one time my sister told me that she, had a conversation with my mother and my mother asked her, said, hey, I don't know what I did to her. My sister kind of broke it down to her. Like, you um, took away stuff from her. I'm, I'm not going to go into all the details there, but just know that she was able to be able to view what was happening and why our relationship was strained because my sister pointed it out to her like, you hurt her. But... In her mind, she didn't think that she hurt me. She thought she was doing the best that she could do. And unfortunately, that's not what it was. Um, 
it could be physical and verbal abuse. Uh, your parent is your biggest gaslighter. You talk about men gaslighting you, your mama gonna gaslight the ass out of you. Shifting the blame on you, silent treatment, name calling, all that kind of stuff, physical and verbal abuse. Controlling behavior. Toxic parents may invade your privacy and not allow you to make your own decisions, which is so true because my mother used to open our mail. I tell you not, I kid you not. My mother used to open our mail and I hated that shit. Stuff like that is the invasion of privacy is very, you know, very unruly. Like even when you're growing up into your parents' household, you close the door, they come and like, you don't pay no bills in here. So you don't have no privacy. You don't, this is my house. And if you want privacy, you need to go. That's toxicity, boo. That is toxicity. Um, manipulative behaviors. Your payment, your parent may try to control you by using guilt or shame to play with your emotion. Toxic parents may even hold time, money, or other items as pawns in their manipulation game, which is true. If you grew up in a toxic household where your parents have money, and if you don't do what they tell you to do, they cut you off, or they talk about the money that they give you, um, and you need help. You need to go to therapy and find a way to get your own money. Lack of boundaries. Oh, this one is perfect. Toxic parents tend to push and push and push to get their way. As you tire from their tactics, you may simply give in to ideas or situations out of exhaustion or frustration. Now, let's talk about boundaries. You should have boundaries for everybody. You should have boundaries for yourself. You should have boundaries for your friends, your family, and your partners. Because boundaries is what allows you to live and breathe and exude who you are and give you the leeway to sit back and think. So if you don't set boundaries, boundaries for people they will rip and run over you so for me i started setting boundaries so let me tell you something if my phone rang and it was my mother i would get this anxiety feeling in my bones <coughs> where i didn't want to pick up the phone or talk to her and it took me a while to get over that because it is a process. So in therapy, I had to learn to set boundaries for my mother. So if I am having a great day and my mother calls and we're having a conversation, when I realize that it starts to get negative, that's where I say, hey mom, um, I gotta go, I'll talk to you another day, and I cut it off. Because that's me setting the boundaries for you not to upset my day. I do that for everyone because I always say that your heaviness cannot come and sit down on my shoulder because I don't have room for it. I only have room for my own shit. So please don't call here and put your heaviness on me because we're not about to do that. So as a toxic situation and setting boundaries for toxicity, you have to set boundaries. If you do not set boundaries, <coughs> your parents are going to walk all over you. They're going to use you. They're going to manipulate you. They're going to make you feel guilty and make you feel obligated to be there. But one thing I will say is be respectful to your parents because at the end of the day, they're human. They're still our parents. They're still the people that we we call family, we call home. And so we want to make sure that you know we understand from them. Now, here's the thing that I've realized. One tip that I always ask myself is, should I have that conversation with my mother about her? 
But if I'm still holding on to the hurt, then yeah, I wanna have that conversation. But if I've gone to my therapy session and we've talked about how that hurt made me feel and how it stemmed into other relationships that I'm trying to form and I'm working through that and trying to re, um, what you call it, undo all that bad stuff that I was doing because of a toxic parent's um, triggers, then I become better. I understand the, for where she's coming from. Now, my mother might not, you know, my mother's old school. She's from the Caribbean. So, of course, therapies might not going to be something she wants to deal with or go through. But I forgave her. I have to forgive her to move on to be a better person and to also be a better parent to my child. And so, even though, you know, she's, been toxic she still has a little bit of toxic traits as my mother gets older I realize that my mother is finding ways to cope with herself at this age my mother is in retirement age um she's at the point where you know she's growing but also she's settling into her new area of life as she's aging me as a 40 something year old woman i'm settling into the life differently because here's the thing i know a lot of people that are listening may not understand how to break those barriers down and forgive and forget you don't forget it you don't you share your stories you will grow with it you talk to your kids you'll probably parent differently you'll parent better but one of the things that i have to say someone has to forgive so i chose to be the one to forgive because as my mother is getting older i would like to have a better relationship with my mother so that you know i am there as my mother ages because i don't want that toxic relationship i had as a young woman i want a relationship where me and my mother could have a conversation on the phone and i don't feel obligated to talk to her or I don't feel toxic or any kind of anxiety when the phone rings um there are days where you know the phone will ring and it's her and I'm like oh you know I'm not in the mood for my mother right now that's not me obligated to pick the phone up because you call me it's me saying shit I ain't in the mood for you right now not my it might not be anything toxic it's just a boundary I have set for myself because I now understand how to let my mother in and how to put her out because that's just the way I have to navigate my life. So I think when we learn about toxic parenting and, um, you know, what changes when it comes to, because there's so much. And I'm going to leave the article that I was reading in Healthline about toxic parents so that you guys could read that. So make sure you check the show notes for that um, so you can read more in depth. It talks about what are the effects of toxic parents. Um, it also talks about what can you do when dealing with a toxic parent, how to set boundaries, um, the healing process, because it is a healing process when it comes to toxic parents. Um, and dear black I, this is geared to the black community. As my listeners are probably mostly black and African-American, um, yeah, we do have toxic relationships with our mothers. And if you are trying to break that cycle, this is a great article for you to um, 
tap into and read. And I'll put some more stuff in the show notes, but definitely check the show notes for the article and the link to it so that you guys can go and check that out. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I will see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Bye guys. Now that you've heard today's topic, let's jump into what's pretty much going on. Usually we have a medical minute or like what's going on in the news today. Um, So in today's news, we got Ukraine standoff enters critical week with U.S., Russia, pessimistic on diplomacy. A very, very tense atmosphere remains, the Kremlin said, ahead of Russian President Vladimir Putin's meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron. Now, you guys know that um, there are talks of, you know, there's a standoff over Ukraine. Russia um, nor the United States want to be diplomatic about how to de-escalate the tensions between both countries. There, Ukraine is um, gearing up to, you know, fight Russia if they have to. They've in, they've up their um, they've up their military um, convoys. They've upped, you know, they've asked for help from the U.S. and England if they need it. U.S. troops have um, deployed overseas. Um, And we're hoping and praying that this does not come to a bad demise between Ukraine and Russia. I feel like Russia needs to sit its ass down somewhere because that ain't your country. You've been separated from the Ukraine for many, many years. I just need you to leave the Ukrainians alone. I've watched, um, I actually watched a documentary on YouTube with this guy and his girlfriend. They live in Ukraine. And they show how they are living in Ukraine. They're doing YouTube videos. And they're showing like the poverty of Ukraine and um, how they're living and stuff like that. Ukraine is a country that has had so many ups and downs. And they're facing a lot of like the Western leaders trying to rally behind them to ease the crisis, which it's a great thing because, you know, President Biden wants the troops to be at home with their families and they don't he doesn't want war however um with vladimir putin spewing all these hateness and all this stuff that's going on with um the culture you know he's trying to make ukraine look like a weak country and yes ukraine does have some struggles like any other country but i don't feel like they need any help for russia So Russia, Mr. Vladimir Putin, go sit your ass down somewhere and leave the Ukrainians and let them get to do what they want to do because they are their own independent country. Now, the U.S. and its allies have been sounding the alarm for weeks, which with Russia Russia massing more than 100,000 troops near the Ukraine borders and issuing a set of bold demands that were largely dismissed. Now, Europe, is standing on the precipice of a deadly new conflict and the diplomacy that, you know, Russia, you know, the, the Russia, United States and, and um, the UK, they've all been in talks. They've all had their tensions. They've all had something going on with them. And I'm, you know, keeping you guys abreast on what's going on with um, the Ukraine and what Russia is possibly trying to do. So, you know, I have this running joke with my best friend, like, wow, are we going to need gas masks if Russia takes over Ukraine? Because you know how they be. You know how they be. But anyhow, that's all I have for your um, 
what's going on in the world in a minute. And um, yeah, see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Now that you've heard today's topic, let's jump into what's pretty much going on. Usually we have a medical minute or like what's going on in the news today. Um, so in today's news, we got Ukraine standoff enters critical week with U.S., Russia, pessimistic on diplomacy. A very, very tense atmosphere remains, the Kremlin said, ahead of Russian President Vladimir Putin's meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron. Now, you guys know that um, there are talks of, you know, there's a standoff over Ukraine. Russia um, nor the United States want to be diplomatic about how to de-escalate the tensions between both countries. There, Ukraine is um, gearing up to, you know, fight Russia if they have to. They've in, they've up their um, they've up their military um, convoys. They've upped, you know, they've asked for help from the U.S. and England if they need it. U.S. troops have um, deployed overseas, um, and we're hoping and praying that this does not come to a bad demise between Ukraine and Russia. I feel like Russia needs to sit its ass down somewhere because that ain't your country. You've been separated from the Ukraine for many, many years. I just need you to leave the Ukrainians alone. I've watched, um, I actually watched a documentary on YouTube with this guy and his girlfriend. They live in Ukraine and they show how they are living in Ukraine. They're doing YouTube videos and they're showing like the poverty of Ukraine and um, how they're living and stuff like that. Ukraine is a country that has had so many ups and downs and they're facing a lot of like the Western leaders trying to rally behind them to ease the crisis, which it's a great thing because, you know, President Biden wants the troops to be at home with their families and they don't, he doesn't want war. However, um, with Vladimir Putin's spewing all these hateness and all this stuff that's going on with um, the culture, you know, he's trying to make Ukraine look like a weak country. And yes, Ukraine does have some struggles like any other country, but I don't feel like they need any help for Russia. So Russia, Mr. Vladimir Putin, go sit your ass down somewhere and leave the Ukrainians and let them get to do what they want to do because they're their own independent country. Now, the U.S. and its allies have been sounding the alarm for weeks, which re with Russia massing, Russia massing more than 100,000 troops near the Ukraine borders and issuing a set of bold demands that were largely dim dismissed. Now, Europe is standing on the precipice of a deadly new conflict and the diplomacy that, you know, Russia... You know, the, the Russia, United States, and, and um, the UK, they've all been in talks. They've all had their tensions. They've all had something going on with them. And I'm, you know, keeping you guys abreast on what's going on with um, the Ukraine and what Russia is possibly trying to do. So, you know, I have this running joke with my best friend, like, wow, are we going to need gas masks if Russia takes over Ukraine? Because you know how they be. You know how they be. But anyhow, that's all I have for your um, what's going on in the world in a minute. And um, yeah, see you guys next week. Bye, guys.